guys, what's going on? And welcome back to Onwards and Upwards, the podcast where we talk about all things health, wellness, lifestyle, and pretty much everything in between. My name is Hope if you're new, and I'm super excited that you're joining me today. I was actually thinking about today's podcast topic earlier this morning when I was making my coffee, which was super fitting, seeing that today's topic is all about how my morning coffee ritual helped me fall back in love with my life. But before we get into it, let's go ahead and hop into this week's segments, something I'm loving, something I'm working on, and something I'm doing. Okay, so something I'm loving this week is definitely going to be my new kitchen. So if you haven't seen the videos, they're all over my Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and whatnot. But my boyfriend and I bought an Ikea kitchen. It's the Knoxholt kitchen. And we got like, I think it was three bottom cabinets and then five of the upper cabinets. And we assembled them all in like two days. So it was super exciting. And something that I've been really wanting to do for a while now is just give my kitchen a little redo. And if you guys didn't know, I live in a loft situation. And so I have my living room area, my bedroom, my bathroom and everything like that. And my kitchen was kind of in the living room area and I wanted it to just be a little bit more open. So we put it up against this wall and it's just like this long kitchen on one side of the room, which I just completely love. I think it's gonna be really fun to not only film cooking videos and stuff, but also just to kind of like entertain friends and family. I'm super excited about it. The kitchen itself was actually way easier to build than I thought, but it also just takes a lot of time because you guys know how Ikea for furniture is. The instructions just are no help. So uh, we just kind of tackled that for, I think it was like two to three days, just trying to make it all perfect, decorate it, everything like that. But now that it's finally done, it honestly just transformed the space more than I could have like imagined. So I'm super happy with how it came out. And it was pretty affordable too, all things considered. I think that if we're looking like objectively at like the price of the, of the stuff and not any of the decorations or like delivery that I bought as well, I think it was just over a thousand dollars. And so for a whole kitchen, I'm pretty happy with that. And then on top of that, I totally got all of the little furnishings for the kitchen that I was really looking forward to. Like I've never had an espresso machine that was mine. I had like a hand-me-down one, but I've never bought one myself, if that makes sense. So I got one for there. I got the one that does coffee and espresso. I forgot what it's called, but I got that one. And then I got like a cute little ice maker and it's just really all starting to come together. So I'm really excited about that. I'm also really excited about organizing all of the drawers and everything like that. I feel like I always see those kitchen organization videos and you better believe that I'm gonna be making a ton of them because they just seem so fun and I just love being able to feel really organized in my space. I think that's always something that's been really important to me because I'm the type of person where if I don't know where to put something, I will just put it on the floor or like I will collect things in corners if I'm not really sure where they should go. So I'm gonna try not to let that happen with this kitchen and just try to organize it from the very beginning. That way there is no confusion of like, okay, where do I put this board? You know what I mean? Okay, now on to something I'm working on. I am really trying to learn to be okay with doing nothing. I definitely struggle with a really bad case of productivity guilt. And I recently just started reading this book called, um, oh my God, what it's called. It was called, I didn't do the thing today. And it is all about productivity guilt and how we can learn to better manage our schedules to where we still get everything done, but we don't put this un godly amount of pressure on ourselves to finish everything in a mere like four hours. And you guys know I love time blocking, but I do think that there is a side of it where it's like, it's hard to do it all the time because then your days become pretty monotonous and that's kind of how I was feeling. And so I tried to time block in activities where I could like go off and have a good time and kind of switch things up, like working at a coffee shop one day of the week and then going to the library or maybe going out for like a morning hike and breakfast on the weekends. But I was really reaching a point where I was getting stressed out by everything I had to do. And I just had to take a step back and realize, hey, if I need an off day, if I need to take a break, if I need to separate myself from work for a minute, 
I think that that was going to have to be okay because I really don't want to put myself in a situation where I do burn out, if that makes sense. Because that's definitely what happened to me before when I was working full-time on Fiverr. So Fiverr is a freelancing website and I don't know if I've mentioned it on here before, but I was doing resume revisions, cover letter writing, and kind of everything to do with career coaching on Fiverr for about a year. And it was a great experience. I'm really happy I did it. But the only problem with it was I had a really hard time saying no. And I never wanted to just do nothing. So I never gave myself an off day. And ultimately, after like 360 days of nonstop work on the platform, I ended up having to just stop because it was I was overwhelmed, I was burned out. And I kind of messed up something that could have been really good for myself if I would have just given myself those breaks. So yeah, to avoid having that happen again, I'm really trying to learn to be okay with doing nothing because I have the tendency to be pretty hard on myself. So if I don't complete my morning routine on time, I will kind of beat myself up about it. And I know that that's not a healthy way for me to view my schedule, for me to view my day and view myself. But yeah, I think that this is something that a ton of people struggle with. So let me know if you have gone through anything similar or maybe you're going through it right now. I'm there with you. But learning to be okay with doing nothing is something that I'm really working on because I know that if I can just be okay with it and not beat myself up about it, but still be able to manage like everything I actually have to do, I guess what I'm saying is I want to get better at balancing that and being okay with, hey, if I need an entire day off, then I need to be okay with taking that and I'm not going to beat myself up because I did rest, if that makes sense. Okay, and finally, something I'm doing is 30-minute reading sessions a day. So every night, my partner and I will sit down with our books and we'll just read for 30 minutes. We just set a timer on our phones, put our phones aside, and just read. And if you guys didn't know, I was the type of person who hated reading, would rather do anything else. Then I fell in love with reading a couple of years ago and now I'm at that stage where it's like, like, I love reading, but I can't make the time for it. So I'm really just trying to be intentional with adding in time to read during the day, whether that be fiction or nonfiction, whatever it is that I choose for that day. I don't want to put any pressure on myself, but I would love to incorporate it more into my days. So that's something we've been doing lately, and it's honestly just been so fun. I mentioned the book that I was reading earlier. It's called I Didn't Do the Thing Today. I would a million percent recommend that book if you struggle with productivity guilt like I do. It has been so insightful, and I was even talking to my partner about it. We were sitting there after we finished our our little session and we were talking about hey like what was your book about let's let's do a little quick chat back and forth and I was telling him like this is literally explaining everything I've been feeling and he knows how I rant to him about like how I'm feeling like I really need to work off of momentum I really need to be better about scheduling my days like he hears all of my rants about how I'm feeling about myself about my work and everything and so when I was telling him like hey this book talks about xyz he was like oh my god like that's exactly what you need right now and so anyway it was just a really good and insightful book for me to read right now, especially at this stage in my life. So again, if you struggle with productivity guilt, it's linked on my Amazon storefront, but I think you can get it at like Barnes and Nobles too if you wanted to check it out there. All right, and that about wraps up our segments for today. Let's go ahead and just jump right into today's main topic. So you know how people tell you to stop and smell the roses? I was never that person, nor did I think I would ever be that person in any point in my life. You know, we live in a really fast-paced society that rewards the hustle you put out. So I spent the majority of my life operating on this mentality. I rushed to finish through high school, to rush to finish through college, and then rushed to go get a new job. And it was something where I just really knew that if I kept at this pace, I was going to burn myself out. But it did work for me for a while, and I felt pretty happy and content with the life I had built. So 
I never just thought like, hey, I should probably just stop. I should slow down. I should smell the roses. And honestly, it's good to note here that I did view it as a little bit ridiculous. Like I felt that people who said that used it as an excuse to justify not working hard enough or for not working long enough. And looking back, I know that that was a really toxic mentality and viewpoint to have. But I mean, I was like 18 at the time. So I think that I just, that's just what I felt. And I did this with everything. Like I said, I went through high school and I just wanted to be done with it. And I went through college and instead of taking the four years to, to live and to learn and to have that full experience, I rushed and I was like, okay, I wanna be done with college in two years. So I did it. And then I did the same thing with my job and ended up hating everywhere, everything that I was doing and everywhere I was going. But I think a lot of us fall into this. We start tying our life's value to the amount of work we do, the number of achievements we have and the amount of money we make. And it really is just this, awful cycle to, to become a part of. It it burns you out and it makes you realize that, hey, where is my life going? Time feels like it's going by so fast. And honestly, when I look back, I just wish I would have told myself, hey, slow down, you have time. But I didn't. And by then I had practically burnt myself out and I realized that stopping to smell the flowers or smell the roses wasn't something that made you weak or made you lazy. It was something that allowed you to really connect with the moments instead of just trying to rush past it. So by that time, after I finished my schooling and now I was into my career, all of my energy and inspiration had just been drained from years of impractical work-life balance. And it really just did feel like restarting from ground zero. Like it felt like I had to do an entire life reset in order to get back onto a pace that was sustainable for me. But I didn't really know how to do that. So I was doing a lot of reading at the time and I came across this random article that talked about being intentional with your time. And until this point, I never really entertained the idea that intentional time or activities had any impact on you. So I honestly almost skipped right over it. Had I done that, I really don't know where I would be at today because it did have such a massive impact on the way that I view my life on the day to day now. So this article talked about how to be intentional with your daily activities and how this can really help you regain a sense of peace and control. These are both feelings that I thought I was lacking at that time. So I thought, you know what, why not try this out? Why not try to be intentional with my time? Let's try out meditation. So the next morning I set out to do a 10 minute meditation to try and spend intentional time with myself. I thought, okay, there's like 10 minute guided ones online everywhere. Let's just sit down and try one out, like no harm, no foul. You guys, I probably got three minutes into it before my mind started to jump onto every other topic in the world. And I barely practice meditation now. I only do it when I feel like I really need it. But at that time, it was like a slap in the face. I was like, oh my God, I can't even sit down for 10 minutes without being distracted. Like, why am I even trying to do this? It felt so impossible. And it was the most ridiculous feeling because it's like, you're telling me you can't sit down and do a 10 minute guided meditation to just reground yourself. But I mean, I'm not kidding when I say I could not do that. Like my mind was everywhere. I felt like my hands were fidgeting and I just felt really uncomfortable. Being able to sit still and just breathe for 10 minutes just wasn't gonna happen for me. So instead of trying to find alternative ways of practicing meditation, I just gave up. And yeah, maybe I should have tried again, but at the time it didn't really sound like something I was interested in. At that point I was deep into hustle culture and like the whole girl boss mentality because it was like 2018 or something like that. And that was hard because it is so blinding when you're in that headspace of my worth is directly tied to 
my work, if that makes sense. And that's really where I was at. It was how much money do I make a year? Am I making six figures? How can I start a side hustle? How can I do this? How can I do that? And it was just this business mentality that was almost toxic to how I was actually feeling about my day-to-day life. So even though financially I felt like I was doing okay and I was happy where I was at, I wasn't in love with life. I wasn't waking up every morning feeling like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go do this. I can't wait to go do that. I can't wait to, you know, sit down and have breakfast. I can't wait to talk to, like, I lacked that sense of enjoyment. I didn't have a spark for life. I had zero zest for life in that sense. And so that kind of bothered me a little bit, but I did just try to brush it off. And of course, when you do, you bury yourself in work when you don't want to deal with your emotions. And that's honestly what made me want to try meditation. So when it didn't work, I was kind of disappointed. And I just kind of was like, okay, well, maybe it's just not for me. Maybe I'm not meant to, you know, live a life where you're really excited about things. Maybe I'm just meant to be like a worker, if that makes sense. And I feel sad for myself looking back on that because it really just wasn't the case. I just didn't know how to best love myself and how to best help myself in that situation. So fast forward maybe a year or so, I was making my morning coffee per usual because, you know, I basically couldn't live without it at that point. You measure out the beans, grind them, pour them into the fresh press, pour some water, press it, add cream, add sugar, and then enjoy. And this was a routine that I did every single morning for probably three years. So it was like second nature to me at that point. It wasn't something I even had to think about. It was the first thing I did in the morning without fail. I don't think I ever missed a day. And and if I did miss it, I had pre-made coffee ready for it. It was just that morning coffee ritual for me was something that I really almost connected to in a weird way because it was one of the areas of my life that I really did have control over. And that's when I realized that this simple format and this simple routine held more of my intentional time than literally anything else in my life ever had. And I would do it every morning without fail. And I don't know how to describe it to you guys, I don't know what it was, but something clicked for me in that moment, and I started to view my morning coffee ritual as a chance to connect with myself before I start the day. It was just the most peaceful experience, and more importantly, I was able to do it for 10 consecutive minutes without distraction. And here's where it all comes full circle, where it all starts to connect. This is how my morning coffee ritual helped me fall back in love with my life. You see, when people hear of meditation or they hear of, you know, taking a moment to ground yourself and everything, I think they're instantly put off by it because it feels boring. You know what I mean? Like, why would you want to sit still? It's not going to give you any immediate gratification. Like, there isn't anything there to connect you to the benefits that it might be able to bring you. And that was my problem, right? I, I made it three minutes into a 10-minute meditation because I couldn't sit still. I felt it was boring. It felt pointless everything like that. So when I figured out that I was able to do active meditation during these mundane moments of my life, that's when everything changed for me. So to rephrase that, when I started to combine a conscious meditative act with my morning coffee ritual, I was not only able to just connect better with my emotions, but I was also able to bring myself peace in an otherwise busy life. And what's fascinating about this is that it works so well. Like I just use it as a check-in point with myself every morning. So making my coffee, how am I feeling? Is my body thirsty? Am I hungry? Am I sore anywhere? Um, do I feel anxiety? Am I feeling good about today? Am I nervous about anything? While I'm making my coffee, I just take checklists with myself. I just go through this, this little list of how I'm feeling. And it's just a moment where I don't need to meditate to do that. I can just actively think those thoughts while doing something else. And if you have trouble focusing on things, if you have trouble managing your attention, I would really recommend that you try this out because I think that that's what my problem was initially. 
it's so hard to want to sit down and focus on yourself. And I feel like in the same light, that's why people struggle with journaling. It's like, why would you want to sit down and journal when you could do literally anything else? I think that if you're making your morning coffee, number one, it's something you're going to be doing anyways. Like you're going to make your coffee no matter what. Why not, you know, habit stack it? Why not add something on top of your morning coffee that's going to benefit you in a different way? And number two, it lets yourself connect with your emotions and with your thoughts without it being the only thing in the room, if that makes sense. Like it's not just you sitting alone thinking about how you feel. It's you making your coffee in the morning and maybe you're also going to talk to yourself internally about how you're feeling. And I think that it takes a lot of pressure off of the whole idea of meditation because it is something that's just so casual. It's something that you do anyways. So why not just add a little something else to it? And once I started doing this, I probably did it for a few months before I started to really, really recognize the difference in my life because it was so, it was so subtle. It wasn't anything that was like, smacks you in the face like it was something that developed over time as it is with 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 your regular meditation but what i did notice and what did end up just changing my life and helping me fall back in love with life was the fact that i started to do this active meditation all day like all the time so of course it starts with my morning coffee routine my morning coffee ritual i'm you know measuring out the beans grinding them pouring them in pouring some water you know adding the cream and whatnot and that's like my morning check-in that's my hey how am i feeling today how's my body feeling how am i feeling emotionally am i worried about anything that kind of thing and then fast forward let's say i have to go to the grocery store and i'm sitting in line and it's a long line instead of being like upset about the fact that i'm just idling in line i'm gonna use it as a moment to just ground myself again hey how's my day going um did i get what i wanted to do done am i feeling any different do i feel confident do i feel you know uneasy just checking in with yourself no matter where you're at starts to become like a second habit second nature not second habit because it really is second nature it's something that you start doing without even thinking about it like another good example is I had some pasta in the microwave the other day and normally I would just kind of sit there on my phone but instead I just did like a three minute check-in with myself I was like hey how'd today go like did it go the way you wanted is there anything that you know you want to do better tomorrow and it's just this mental conversation that you begin to have with yourself and if you're a visual person you know maybe you can bring a notepad around with you and you can write it down it's really just doing whatever works best for you because I think that meditation doesn't have to be something where you're just sitting in one spot and closing your eyes and grounding yourself that way. Not to say that doesn't work and not to say that you shouldn't try it out if you're interested in it, but just open your mind to the idea that meditation or kind of acts of meditation can be done at any point during the day, regardless of where you're at. And I think the reason this really helped me fall back in love with life and helped me start appreciating life for all it's worth more and more was because when you're in a mentality that's going all the time, you're like going, 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 it's fast paced, it's constant, and it's draining, you don't take those three minutes in the grocery store line as a chance to connect with yourself. You think about how it's a waste of time and it just brings you these negative emotions and you feel hurried and you feel rushed. It's the same thing in the morning with your morning coffee. I feel like I used to view my morning coffee as like, okay, like I need this to make it through the next few hours of work that I'm stressed about. And so it was just a point of like worry and contention instead of a point where I could have been connecting with myself to figure out what the root cause was. And again, you can do this at any point in the day. Maybe even like at night when you're brushing your teeth is another great time to do it. Just a mental check-in. And I think that there are so many ways that it just starts to 
reshape the way that you're looking at your day-to-day life. So for example, if I'm brushing my teeth at night and I'm like, hey, how'd today go? You know, and I do that re- recap with myself just mentally before I go to bed, I always sleep better. I always sleep way better. I'm not sitting there overthinking as I'm trying to fall asleep. There are actual changes that have been happening in my life ever since I started doing this. And it's something that's so subtle, like I said, like you wouldn't even realize it's happening until it happens. I think the reason that I fell out of love with life and why I felt like life was so empty and so pointless was because I wasn't really appreciating what was happening on the day to day. I was kind of living my life for those moments of, of achievement, of accomplishment, of, you know, I graduated today, I sold a house today, I delivered, you know, this order today, I made this much money this month. I was living for achievements instead of those moments that happen every day that really are what life's about. And so by learning to use my morning coffee routine as a chance to connect with myself, I was really able to just start falling back in love with all those little moments that happen all day. The little moments that we rush past, the little moments that we overlook. And when you start doing that, you start to realize that everything in life is so much more beautiful than I think that we originally view it to be. Another great example, sorry guys, I'm just throwing examples at you because I want you to see like how many chances you have to do this a day. I used to view my morning commute as annoying because it was annoying I had to drive all the way across town. It was annoying that I would get stuck at red lights and That was a negative mindset to have to start, but it doesn't help when it's like, it's kind of true, like getting stuck in a light is annoying and whatnot, so you justify it to yourself. But when I viewed my morning commute as a chance to listen to a playlist that inspired me, connect with myself, have that conversation with myself, that check-in before I start my day, I was able to go into the day feeling less stressed, less worried, and a little bit more confident about who I was as a person. So if you're listening to this right now, try choosing something mundane in your life and turning it into an opportunity to fall back in love with your life. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, I was never a stop and smell the roses type of gal, but I think that I am now. And I think that there's a lot of things that we can learn from it, gain from it, benefit from it, if we just give it a shot. But that about wraps it up for me today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I honestly appreciate it more than you will ever know. It means the world to me when I get your DMs and stuff saying you enjoyed today's podcast, saying that you, you know, shared it with a friend. That just, it makes me so happy. And it's just so surreal to me. So if you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to rate it over on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It helps me out a lot. And it also helps the podcast get out to more people who might benefit from the information as well. But thank you again for listening. I hope you guys have an amazing week and I'll talk to you all next week on Onwards and Upwards.